Welcome back to Random Thoughts with Tony. I hope you enjoyed our last podcast as much as I enjoyed making it. On today's podcast, I would like to talk to you about the idea of suffering, particularly in the Buddhist context. I'm not a Buddhist, but I find many of the Buddha's ideas fascinating, particularly from a psychological perspective as they resonate true with much of our modern psychological research. The part I'd like to focus on today are the four noble truths. Well, the first noble truth of Buddhism is the noble truth of suffering. And I particularly like this idea because in Buddhism, all life is suffering. It doesn't mean every minute is suffering, but we all suffer. You suffer, I suffer, Bill Gates suffers, the man on the street suffers. Suffering for every person is an unavoidable condition. It's a part of our natural living condition that we live, and we suffer as a part of that living. The next noble truth is the cause of suffering, which according to Buddhism is attachment which I quite agree with, because we get attached to these ideas of the way things should be, the way things were, the way we want things. When they're not that way, we get upset, we get angry, we're like, well, this is the way it should be. This person should love me this way. This job should work this way. I should be this tall and this beautiful have this much money. We get attached to all these ideas. We get attached to our pain and trauma narratives. And we get locked in a cycle. When we learn to not grow attached to these things, but to be in the present moment, to release our attachments to old ways of thinking, old ideas to things that no longer work, are we able to find a sense of release and peace, I think. Then the third noble truth is there is a release of suffering or cessation. The fourth noble truth is the Eightfold Path. Which is basically, you know, things like right livelihood, right actions, right speech, so forth and so on. But basically what I like to think about is, you know, even though suffering is inevitable, and a lot of the suffering we experience is caused by the way we choose to perceive things, by the meanings we choose to ascribe to things because we get so wrapped up in our own stories, our own narratives, our own desires that it becomes like a prison. There is a release from that. And I think, you know, that is being present in the moment and living with loving compassion. You know, seeking to do the right next thing to have a, a livelihood that doesn't exploit and harm others 
to say words that aren't intended to cause pain or suffering to others. To have right actions. To write speech when we speak. To speak words of life into people's lives. And not words of destruction. Words of compassion. Words that are spoken with prudence. You know, oftentimes when I work in a, a clinical setting, you see people uh, who are so wrapped up in themselves that they can't see the world outside themselves. And many of these people, when they're able to release their narratives, when they're able to really invest themselves into other people's lives, do they start to heal. That's why so many people in AA benefit from being someone else's sponsor because it allows them the chance to give back to other people and to get out of their own story to get out of their own head for a little bit and to invest in someone else's life I think one of the fatal mistakes we make as people is we think our suffering is the greatest suffering my suffering is the most worst, the most terrible. The, you know, no one has suffered like me before in the world. But that's simply not true. There are many people who suffered worse than me, who will suffer worse than me, who are suffering right now. And instead of, you know, thinking that my suffering is special... If I can see the commonality of my suffering with other people, and then use it as a place of compassion for other people who are suffering, I no longer have to get wrapped up in my story. I no longer become the center of my own pain and trauma narrative. And I think it's good to acknowledge that we have pain and trauma and suffering. Those are real things. But when we get trapped in it, when we when that becomes who we are, we are anything else, it becomes very destructive. You see this, I think, a lot of times um, in the survivor communities or in, in communities of marginalized people. I certainly have seen this in the LGBT community particularly with young gay people. I I may have filled this category at one time of people who have experienced trauma for being LGBT, but they get so wrapped up in the trauma they don't, they fail to take responsibility for their own life. Okay, yes, this may have happened to me, but how am I now in this moment contributing to my own suffering how is my attachments to those those pains and those former relationships now causing me suffering how am I inflicting suffering on other people you know uh, this is another great metaphor I like from Buddhism is the idea of the hungry ghost the hungry ghost who is you know is a spirit that's been warped by you know, either greed or lust or anger and can never be satisfied and it roams the earth with an insatiable appetite, never finding any respite or comfort. 
And how many times do we become like hungry ghost? You know, but you know, anger, but angry ghost. You know, we we're so hungry for justice, but there, but there's never enough because we can never release the pain from those who hurt us. And so there's never enough vindication, it seems like. And, you know, we each heal in our own way. But I think unless we're able to let go of our need for justice, to a certain extent, we can never move past where we were. You know... Just because I was abused as a child doesn't mean I have to stay in that place. Sometimes I I still get angry. I get angry quite a bit when I think about those things. But I choose not to stay in those places. I try to do the next right thing. To have right actions, right speech, right livelihood... You know, when I make mistakes, I try to admit those things. I also try to acknowledge that my suffering, though it seems great at times, you know, given my childhood experience, does not make me more or less special than anyone else. There are people who've experienced more suffering, some people who've experienced less suffering. The point is, what do I want to do from those things I've learned? And what I would like to do is, I hope, to um, meet the world with a stance of loving compassion. And to use my experience to help heal others. I don't want those experiences to define me, but I want to take what I've learned from them and apply them for other people's benefits. And I think until you're able to move to that place of, well, yes, this happened, it was unfair, but, you know, I'm not going to let that define me. Instead, I'm going to try to meet life on life's terms. We kind of get stuck in this repeating loop. And, you know, it's like a a record. You just get stuck in a groove. You can't seem to to move on. And you keep repeating self-defeating and self-destructive patterns. Well, this is my random thought for the day. Um, Thank you for listening. And I hope you'll tune in again. Thanks.